Welcome to the floor. Today we are diving into the lore and answering some questions about The Witcher. Right now we are in season one of the Netflix series. That's kind of the uh, chronological order. We're following the story in. However, we will talk about the books and we will talk about the games, talk about some of the differences going on there. Today, specifically, we are looking at the episode Before the Fall. And we're going to look at uh, some of the timeline and stuff going on. Uh, while uh, all the timelines are not yet matching up, Yennefer's and Geralt are currently matched up. And in this episode, we will begin to see the, be the beginning of Cirilla's storyline overlap with Geralt's storyline in this episode. So we will talk about that, help clear that up. We will also talk about the prophecy, as this will be the first time we hear it. And is the reason Cirilla is so important? It is the root of her power. So we are going to dive into that as well in this episode, along with looking at elements of the Law of Surprise and uh, lots of other interesting lore points that come up within this episode. So if you want to dive deeper, you want to know more, you want to open your understanding, uh, or maybe just... Uh, just become familiar with the differences between some of the books and the game's features. Then uh, check out this episode. We're going to get into it right now. Roll the intro. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing, so good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. All right, welcome back to a, another episode of The Floor. We are in the universe of The Witcher. We are going to be talking about episode seven in the Netflix series, Before the Fall. So we're on episode seven, Joe? Yes, episode seven, uh, Before the Fall, is the title of this episode. And... Uh, We'll, we'll be talking about the timelines because they are starting to converge, uh, you know, as, as we've seen them interact, but then they would go off and kind of do their own thing and whatnot. But now they're starting to come together. We're also going to be talking about uh, a couple pieces of the Witcher story that are only in the Netflix series. So we've mentioned this at a few other parts that happened with Cirilla, and we're going to see that again today. Okay. So that's where we're at. So this is, does it go just right after the dragon hunt or are we jumping timeline Two, so two big things happen from the dragon hunt until now. Okay? okay. So one is that he Geralt has his discussion with uh, Yennefer 
and Yaskir kind of chimes in about his child surprise, right? So that brings uh-huh. her up. And then Calanthe sends a couple of assassins to try and kill Geralt. And he's like, we've got to shut that down. <laughs> and that is kind of the point where we start, is Geralt is now going back to Sintra to stop Calanthe from sending assassins to kill him. But also, he's worried about Cirilla at this point because Nilfgaard has been conquering cities and is now on its way to Sintra. So back up real quick. Did Geralt... uh, So at the beginning of... We're talking about the beginning of episode seven with the assassins, right? Yes. So the very beginning, they attack him. And he's not in Sintra at that time. No. He goes... I, th- I thought he was because he was having dialogue with. Okay, so Mousrat. so he is attacked by sin- assassins, and then he goes to Sintra, and he is attacked again with Mausak. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice the first attack. Well, the first attack is not on screen. They just talk about it. It's one of the trigger events of why he goes to Sintra, right? Why is he yeah, here see, in the I, first place? I didn't place? hear him say it because I didn't see it happen. Is this no. like a, a bounty situation, or is this well? Like- so Calanthe is trying to kill him because she doesn't want him to come and claim Cirilla. Before the episode starts, assassins are sent to kill Geralt, and that's kind of the trigger event. Be like, I got to go to Sintra and stop Calanthe from doing this. There, he meets up with Mausak, and again, the assassins come out to try and get rid of him. And like I said, the other reason he wants to go is because he's worried about Cirilla. Nilfgaard is on its way. And by the time Geralt gets to Sintra, like, you see the army literally preparing for battle during that day as these events are unfolding. Right? And he decides to go in the city anyways. Yeah, he's not worried. He's he's Geralt of Rivia, right? <laughs> they can have armies fighting. They're not fighting him. Like he'll just kill anyone who comes near him. And yeah. I mean, if I saw a city with an army outside about to assault it, I'd be like, maybe today's not the day I go buy bread. Eli, are you, <laughs> first off, if you're there to buy bread, you're not a witcher. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, you know, there's so, more. Well, but I mean, even though he hasn't claimed Cirilla, he makes it very clear in the episode he still feels responsible to protect her. Okay, let's back up for a second, because episode six, when he talks about this child's surprise to Yennefer, you can tell how frustrated he is about <laughs> it. Like, it's it, it's a pain. Uh, like not, not like it's a pain to him, but like it's, it's something that he... He's constantly on his mind. Yeah. And she wants a baby, right? Yeah. And so he brings that up and she's like, oh, okay, no. you get one. And I yes, don't. brings it up and Geralt is pissed <laughs> that he, he has mentioned it. Um, there's never talk about this, but it's, but so we're unclear as to whether or not Geralt even knows that Cyril's parents have died. Mm. Right. When he comes to talk to Calanthe. Now, when he sees Nilfgaard, so his purpose of going to Sintra is to tell Calanthe, I'm not here to collect Cirilla, right? I'm not claiming that. assassins off his back. Right. But when he sees the army outside Sintra, he's like, give her to me. I can protect her, and then I'll bring her back. Mm, I'll get her out of the city for the battle. Yeah. Yes, and and real quick, uh, I don't know how much you know about the Witcher universe yet, Eli. It should be quite a bit because me and Joe are such good storytellers. Mm-hmm. But the the concept of destiny is 
talked about a lot in this. And so the mm-hmm. reason Geralt is back is only because Calanthe sent assassins. So Calanthe did not want him to take her child or her granddaughter. Yeah. She thought so strongly about it that she ended up being the reason he came back in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> it's just destiny right. is a really interesting thing in The Witcher, and it comes up yeah. consistently. Okay. Now there's a few things that come up. So a child surprise is usually collected at the age of six. And so this is now 12 years later. So Cyrilla is 12 at this time when he shows up. And Calanthe uh, even tells him, she is mine. I have cared for her her, her her whole life when you never came for her. Right? Mm-hmm. So she's mentioning, be like, you broke the law of surprise. You didn't come to collect her when you're supposed to. She's mine now. Mm-hmm. Right, like she would have let him take her anytime. Yeah, yeah, she's just talking nonsense. <laughs> yeah, <she's>... no, no, <laughs> we know. <laughs> um, then, uh, then well, let's jump to Cyrilla real quick. So this is, like I said, this is a point where that this this whole thing that uh, rolls out with uh, Cyrilla in this story is only in the Netflix series, not in the books, not in the games. And so what happens is in in the original story in the books there is a moment where Geralt saves a farmer on a road and once again claims the law of surprise. And when the farmer returns home, his wife has taken in a little girl to help raise. And that little girl is Cirilla, right? So the only, like, like we see the fight on the road where Geralt saves the farmer. We see the moment when he meets the family and Cirilla is once again, his child surprise, right? That's what we see in the books. Now here in this story, we see how she ends up with that farmer and his wife. So Cirilla is in a little town, just trying to get by through the world on her own. And a, woman the the farmer's wife notices right here's this you know little girl in this very rough world and she clearly like like in the everyday functioning of life with normal people Cyrilla is inept and it is clear and so this farmer's wife is like you know be like hey it's dangerous to be here by yourself you should come with me and she she really does try to convince Cyrilla to come with her and Cyrilla says, steals her horse. No, no, no. Cyrilla says to her, well, no, wait, Vega. Oh. Because <laughs> I love the dialogue because she's like, it's dangerous here. And Cyrilla's like, so it's the same as everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous everywhere. <laughs> because Cyrilla's just had the worst like road trip you could ever ask for in the history of ever. Right. She just escaped the doppelganger. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she had like a, an army chasing her before that. And then a soldier. And yeah. Then, like an army. Yeah, like, but, and, and you can really right, see she's, 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 she's lost at bone knuckles before that. <laughs> yeah. She, you can really see she's starting to be a little jaded with the world. Right. Like there is no one you can lean on or trust or turn to. Right. She kind of um, reminds me of Ripley from Xenoverse, but so. I think the difference is uh, Ripley is believes that people can be good, but boy, oh boy, can they also be stupid? Yeah. <laughs> so Cirilla steals the horse and, and takes off, and then she is followed by Anton, who used to be a servant in the royal household of Sintra, so she knows him, and 
Instead, Anton and his friends are robbing her, and they're going to sell her to Nilfgaard. Yeah. At which point, Cyrilla has a powerful magical moment, kills Anton and all his friends, and then she utters the prophecy. So we're going to talk a little bit about this prophecy, what it means, and why. Okay. So. Okay. So, she- so, so far, just to recap. So. Uh, are two major events that have happened here are how how much farther in the future are we now? Is it? Um, I mean, from the dragon point, we uh, don't know uh-huh. for sure. Uh, we don't have a clear point in the timeline. I think it's a few but... years because it's it's less than eleven years. Mm-hmm. So because it, yeah, like Cerella yeah. went and grew up on a farm for a bit. No, 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 no. she didn't grow up. Okay, so Cyrilla's timeline is different right now. She's not in the same timeline as Geralt yet. So this, so Geralt's story is taking place on the day Sintra is attacked and falls. Cyrilla's storyline is taking place a year or two later when she has been on the run from Nilfgaard for a while. So those two timelines are not matching up yet. Yeah, so when you watch the episode, they are not happening at the same time. Yeah, but assassins get sent after Geralt. He's like, I gotta go talk to the lady sending assassins after me, and then he's like, Oh, you're about to get ransacked. Need to take your child. the The amount of time from the dragons isn't that important. Okay. Yeah. Just because it's he has the child of surprise, and he's met Yennefer, and they've had their falling out. So it could have been three years. It could have been six. It, it could have been one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't. Uh, but yeah, it, we don't know, and it's not really relative. It's this is it, it, we know it's less than twelve because he has the child surprise and he hasn't collected it. That's that's all we know. Okay, that's what okay. it's somewhere in there. All right, yeah. all right, and then and and that's what matters because that's when the dominoes start falling and episode seven starts. Yeah, with with okay. everything. Yeah, so falling. in episode one, where you see this fall of Sintra, that is the very day that Geralt is there now like that the whole city being burned and attacked that's going to happen tonight this is that day this is that day for Geralt so Geralt's timeline has now merged with where Cyrilla's timeline started at the beginning of the series yes okay so episode seven uh starts right before episode one for Geralt basically which is I got you I got you you're like catching they're filling pieces in for you okay Uh watching it the second time Made my brain heal itself, basically. (laughs) All right, let's take a break here, and we come back. We will talk about the prophecy and Yennefer. All right. All right, so we are back. Excuse me, let me try again. Welcome back. We're finishing up this episode. We have – we're talking about episode seven. What was it called again, Joe? Before the Fall. Before the fall, okay. The and fall this of, is uh, what city again? Sintra. 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 And so this is this is where Geralt goes back to Sintra because people are well. Calanthe sending assassins after him. Mm-hmm. He gets there. His timeline is trying to be cordial, as cordial as a witcher can be, uh, in the in the situation. So he goes back, and all this stuff happens. While whereas Siri. Uh, met a kind lady uh, in a small town who was trying to help her because she saw she was alone. 
It's like, hey, you're a child. Come stay with us. We don't have much, but you can sleep on the floor. You can eat some food. And Siri was like, bet. And then the lady turned around and she stole her horse. And then some people she knew uh, from like some servant. Yeah. Anton. Yeah. Anton comes out. He's like, Hey, I know her and follows her into her field. uh, Starts being not as nice as Siri remembers him. And she says, no, he continues to beat her up. She yells at him so loudly that he and his friends and the horse all die. Yes. But and then there's a prophecy. And then there's a prophecy. So okay, I'm going to come back the magical to magical event. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to come back to the prophecy in a minute. Let's jump to Yennefer's timeline. Okay. Because okay. she's very connected to the prophecy. So Yennefer is down in Nilfgaard conquered territory. And she visits Istred, who we met uh, in at the beginning of Yennefer's story, right? She and him fell in love, but then they were each convinced to... Uh, use the other one to steal a piece of knowledge from the other school, right? The mm. Bannard, where the boys are trained, they wanted to steal st- information from the girls' school, and the girls' school wanted to steal secrets from the boys' school. And they all knew about this relationship between these two, and they convinced them to use each other. Then after they graduate, they kind of go their separate ways. Here we will learn that he really loved Jennifer and for years hoped that they could be together and she just never showed up. She was always wrapped up in her own ambition. She comes down here where he is studying an artifact that they believe comes from before the conjunction. And what he means is the conjunction of spheres. Like the conjunction of all these timelines that we've been talking about. Yes. So that's well, kind of a timelines, different worlds where all the monsters come. Well, yeah, no. Right? So conjunction of spheres is when all the he's like, just trying to physical... slip in his title, Eli. <laughs> and it's confusing you. So, so we were talking about earlier about all these different timelines, and they're yeah. they're conjuncting yeah. together just like the conjunction of spheres. Okay, all right. <laughs> see okay. how see how organic that was, guys. All right, so. great title, conjunction of timelines. <laughs> Here, uh, here's the moment when uh, Istre then mentions that the importance of the artifact being from the conjunction of spheres is that that it might help them understand the prophecy. Now, I'm not going to recite the whole prophecies that Cyrilla states. I'm going to point out the two really big points that she says. She mentions the wolf's blizzard and the white's chill. And what this is, is a prophecy that's been around for a long time and people have been trying to understand. And best they people can understand when it is repeated is that it is a prophecy about the end of the world in essentially frost and snow, right? That it will just freeze over and become uninhabitable, wiping out the elder races and the humans. So, and we mm. hear Cyrilla repeat this prophecy here, the wolf's blizzard and the white's chill. Okay. Okay. So what exactly? So those are two different things, but. Uh, it could just be a repetitious metaphor of the same thing. Like at no point in books, games, or in the show so far, has anyone broken it down and walked us through it. We know that this is the prophecy. We know that holders of the elder blood like Cyrilla have repeated this prophecy for at least a thousand years, if not longer, right? They don't hear it from anyone. Nobody tells it to them. Just the magic takes over and they repeat the prophecy. And And the prophecy is those couple words. 
Uh, no, it's longer than that. There's big, there's more pieces to it, but those, that's what they call it. And it naturally comes out of people who are very in tune with magic. Yeah. And so they, like I said, as far as the people who've been researching this for a long time, they believe that it is a prophecy about the end of their world and that it will be a kind of a winter that will just freeze everything over and no one will survive. Okay, it's an apocalypse kind of. It's, a, it's an apocalyptic event. Yes. So, and later an ice age. Yes. Yeah. And so there are people who have been researching how to survive this, escape this, and different things. And that will become a very big part of the storyline later on as we encounter people who are trying to survive the prophecy and get around the prophecy and stop the prophecy. But this prophecy that Cyrilla utters is the reason she is such a big deal. And a lot of people are going to start coming for her because of it. Even more people. Yes. This does feel like Game of Thrones with winter is coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, winter is coming. That is uh-huh. uh, accurate about what's going on here. Okay. Yeah, but right. this one actually gets... has hopefully, Actually, I don't know yet. We don't know if The Witcher has a good ending to the season. Like the last season, because they don't have a last season yet. We know Game of Thrones last season was not good. <laughs> and we were all disappointed. And rewatching it now is frustrating because you know the ending's not good. <laughs> I guess oh, I never saw the ending. I have only heard. Well, yeah, you heard. That's and fine. You, you don't need to. It's all exactly. Right. I, I heard about it and eventually, you know, it's like, yeah, hey, I'll go watch it. And it's like, I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Yay. let's get back to The Witcher here. So, yes. All right. So, um, so Yennefer is then called Yennefer and Istred are then called back. No, just Yennefer is called back to Eretuza, where there is a meeting of the northern mages about what is happening with Sintra. That Nilfgaard is at the gate and is about to start a battle on the capital city. So this is the moment where Geralt and Yennefer's timelines converge, or as Aaron would say, conjunct. Right. So Rilla's yes. timeline is still different. But those two timelines have now merged on the day of the fall of Sintra. So Yennefer knows that, that Sintra is being attacked. Geralt is there as they're preparing for the attack. And uh, that's kind of where it ends. Okay. Well, there's, well, that's kind of where that episode ends. <clears throat> yes, that's where that episode there's ends. Two more? There's nine episodes total in season Yeah, four? two more episodes. Um. Just because my interest is so piqued about magic in this world, Sintra. Uh, no, that's the city. What's what's the girl's name? Cirilla. Cirilla. Um, her magic is very. She's born with it, right? Yes. Well, everybody's born with it, but she has a a different type of magic. Like it is this raw, arcane thing that I guess they don't fully they know what it can do they don't fully understand where it comes from okay okay but we they do know it it is passed down through her bloodline okay 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 so it's not like some okay chosen oh wait sorry i am incorrect so it is in her bloodline but thousands of years ago the elves we talked about this a lot in the intro wanted to make a super baby to cluster in the most powerful magic into uh, a bloodline that they could now how many okay wait can we one second real quick 
Are you going to say Dune? Well, how many universes have there been super babies that we've talked about? Super babies super are good. Babies. Have, you, have you not played Fallout Shelter? It's all about the super babies. Listen, you're not playing the long game if you ain't working on super, yeah, super babies. babies. Like King Kong's a super baby. Yes, <laughs> a super baby. So, uh, so I'm gonna get spoilers for what might happen just because I've read the books. So. The reason the elves wanted this super baby is because this prophecy. They're like, to fight mm. the prophecy, we're going to need stronger magic than we have. Let's get working on a super baby. I remember this in Dune. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, so Witcher is a part of the Dune universe. <laughs> but yeah, so right. that's, that's where her magic comes from and why it is what it is. So, Alrighty, but right. the elves' plan gets thwarted at some point, and uh, I'm pretty sure we'll go deeper into that if it, at some point in the series. All right. So, thank you, Chad. Uh, uh, so, do we have a treasure room question. Well, first oh. off, thank okay. you all of you who are not currently part of the treasure room. Uh, we hope you were floored by this episode. Now. Do we have a treasure room question? You were supposed to say the second of that. Oh, I'm gonna pretend like yeah. Let me let me now let me go floor your friends. <clears throat> Try it again. <clears throat> we hope you were floored by this episode. Now go floor your friends. Now, for anyone who is interested in joining us in the treasure room, our treasure room question is: What kind of magical powers do you think this super baby is capable of? And why? If you enjoyed this episode and want more on the topic, we record a special treasure room for our patrons after every episode. In the regular episode, we go deep. In the treasure room, we go wide. To enjoy the bonus content, sign up at the fluorite level or higher. There is a treasure room for every episode from August 2021 and on. That's double the content. Two episodes a week instead of one. Go to www.patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. That's floor spelled F-L-O-R-E. Select the fluorite tier or higher. Immediately after each episode is released, the treasure room will post the bonus audio on Patreon. They are identified by the tag treasure room after and the title of the episode. You can also do a search for the keywords treasure room and find all the content you've been missing. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review. Tell us why you like listening to us. Is it our awesome deep dives? Is it our amazing back and forth? Is it our charming good looks? What would you like us to add or change? You can put that in the review as well. We read reviews. Yeah, and if you're going to be leaving us a review telling us what you like about it, maybe you even want to share the content with your friends. Uh, like and share on social media. You can join us on Twitter and Facebook. We post memes. And we actually started a Discord, so come play with us. So uh, a lot of the worlds we cover have a retcon. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term, it's reconstruction. Or sometimes we might uh, use a bad source for some of our lore research. And if that happens, uh, feel free to email us at floorfantasyandlore at gmail.com. That is floor spelled F-L-O-R-E, fantasyandlore at gmail.com. And if you're angry enough, we'll read it on the air. <laughs> yes, we will. Also, the treasure room is now available 
we have locked a few secrets for everything we cover in there. And each week, we add more. And uh, you can find the Treasure Room on patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. And how do you spell that, Aaron? That's lore with an F at the beginning. So it sounds like floor, but it's not the floor you're thinking because it's our floor. Uh, we hope you enjoyed your time on the floor. Uh, think about your favorite part of the episode. Now, think about your nerdiest friend. Who is it? What is their name? They want to know about the floor. Stop holding out on them. Go and tell them about your favorite part. Because all of this is more fun together.